my name is Robert Hagens. And I'm Kay Tuxford. And this is episode 29 of Screenwriting from the Trenches, a podcast about the craft and expression of screenwriting in all of its forms from the perspective of writers just like you. This week, we are talking the controversial topic, when to work for free. Speaking of controversial, uh, what was screenwriting Twitter talking slash fighting about this week? It's kind of a light week on Twitter. Um, we actually have some positive things to talk about. Yeah, uh, everybody was sort of joking around with cancelable takes, uh, having a little bit of fun with, uh, you know, sort of... What would cancel them? Yeah, what would cancel them, and folks were going back and forth. It was very good-natured. What uh, would cancel you, Rob? I hate the Batman. The movie The Batman? Yeah, I think it's the worst Batman. It's like people keep trying to praise it and like you know they're just like you don't like complicated things and I'm like no I don't like a Batman who walks into bullets that seems antithetical to me as Batman like the, my Batman doesn't walk into bullets right right okay okay that seems real dumb um <laughs> like you know and they're like oh but he's new I'm like okay but he's not smart enough to know that you shouldn't walk into bullets well, you know, maybe he's new to bullets. Yeah, apparently he's, <laughs> he's just new to guns. <laughs> he doesn't understand how bullets work. He certainly no, doesn't I mean, seem to understand how ticking bombs work because he waits until the bomb explodes in his face. Didn't doesn't... bullets kill his parents? Yeah. <laughs> By the way, I'd love a moment where Batman's like, bullets killed my parents. And he's just mad at bullets. You're just mad at bullets. I'm never going to let a bullet stop me. I'm just yeah. going to walk into every bullet I see. <laughs> um, I I wouldn't cancel you for that, Rob. I'm sorry. No. I think you're going to have to dig deeper. Uh, uh, well, I got a lot. I actually did lose a lot of uh, like a few followers on Twitter when I put that out that like I didn't like the Batman. Every time I like rail against it, you know like I lose followers because people just really like this movie and like you know you, you know I kind of got that too I am not a big fan of the lost daughter Maggie Gyllenhaal's movie mm -hmm. and during award season it, there were just lots of people fawning over it and I was I, you know it was not for me and I, I got lumped into the category of women who don't understand women who didn't want to have children and I was like <laughs> That's that, you know, and I was just, I was ready to cancel the world based on that as well. Um, but, but yeah, I, it definitely, definitely caused a disconnect because some people were like, but you should love films about women and, you know, starring women focus on, you know, this interesting topic about, you know, taboo topic. And I was like, I mean, like on paper, I'm all on board, but like sitting down and watching the movie, I was not. And it, it does the thing that I hate the most, which it has more interesting flashbacks than present day and, there are certain uh, things where like you yeah. know even representation can be toxic like yeah. you know i love movies starring black people directed by black people written by black people but you're not going to get me to watch tyler perry movies you're just <laughs> that's fine that's just the personal taste not so there's another cancelable take fuck tyler perry movies um let's tag tyler perry in here and see if he can cancel you Rob. yeah <laughs> 
That man's uh, going to be a billionaire and people are going to wonder how it happened. And I'm telling you, it wasn't the movies. It was the fact that he owned a giant studio. Um, yeah. Yeah. But, you know, uh, whatever. Also, uh, outside of cancelable takes, um, but on a positive note, we had ScreenCraft finalists. Always yeah, fun to Yeah, yeah, lots of finalists posting. Um, people, congratulations. Uh, you know, any any win, you know, I'm going to go, I'm going to stay positive. Any win that uh, writers can get, you know, we all need that that little buzz. I'm not mad. If you went and spent the money and did it and put yourself out there and you got some feedback that your scripts at least, you know, uh, 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 what is it, a quarter finalist? Um, you know, more power to you. That's that's a feather in your cap, at least personally. You know, like, hey man, I'm I'm out here, I'm doing good works, apparently. Um, you know, even if they get eliminated next and stuff like that, you still at least, you know, your scripts got some chops. Um so you know what that's a win. You know, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna shit on it. No, and it's I think it's always nice. You know, oftentimes when we write scripts, we send them out into the ether, we never hear back, or we yeah. hear back, you know, it's sometimes it's just lip service from other folks that want you to read their scripts. You know, they're not invested uh, the way you're invested in your own material. Um, and so whenever it comes back and you realize some stranger you don't know actually had a good time with your script and like a pleasant experience, uh, in fact, for contests to make it this far, you know, several of them did. You know, it's huge. And, and you know, I think you should celebrate that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I actually, you know, I'm actually sort of love, uh, lucky in that respect sometimes, you know, because my best friend will read my script <clears throat> as well as my friend Charlie. And sort of, I have sort of like a, like a, like a layered script approach of like, you know, like, you know, I, of who I give it to first and then who I give it to next. And then sort of the final level before I like, you know, I'm like, all right, the script is pretty bulletproof um, and it's ready for what will come what may. So, but yeah, like uh, ScreenCraft finalists, congratulations. You said you had some armchair script splaining this week. Uh, no, I didn't. I spotted some and I don't want to name any perpetrators, but there was uh, definitely some. So I've noticed a trend on the whole uh, where there basically ends up being a lot of piggybacking off of like, one person, um, you know, getting dogpiled on. And uh, it gets to the point where, you know, people are losing sight of even like the original question that's being <laughs> Classic Twitter. And, and also, you know, I also felt like this is just kind of a PSA out there for folk because um, most people can't put their like professional screenwriting credentials all in their bios. Um, or even if you can, like, you, you know, I know everybody's not going to look at it, but like, I've had, I've been talked like down to by quite a few people and it's Twitter. So I don't like take it too harshly, but like, if you did like one click of my bio, you'd probably know, oh, I guess maybe it's not up there right now, but I have an IMDb page, you know, one, one look you'd realize like, okay, okay, like can write a sentence in script writing format. Like it's not, you know, that big of a deal or, you know, or you don't need to explain to me passive voice or things like that like it's okay like we don't you don't have to so yeah I think there's just this idea where everybody wants to like add their extra thing um and and today this week I just could not handle it the dog piling so I was just boo that if you find that you want to say something in, in the conversation 
do everybody a favor and make sure that it's relevant and not redundant to the original topic sentence. If not, just like the post and go on your merry way. Um, or not to assume, like you said, like that the that the original poster is a complete fucking moron. Um, nice. Like, yeah. like you know, I've had that too. I remember back when Rod posted that sort of long, sort of internet uh, or Twitter sort of um, praising of me, I, like that whole Twitter thread where he was praising my talents. And I, I, there were two or like one or two people who were just like, "Has he tried contests?" Has he tried being on the blacklist? <laughs> Has he tried, you know, uh, you know, you know, doing screenwriter things? Does he? Has he ever made anything? And I'm like, like yeah, I just I, didn't engage. Like, you know what I mean? Like when people start in that thing, like, has he ever made anything? Let's try to, like, you know, try to make. Sometimes if you make things, people will see your talents as a writer. I'm like, oh, will they? Really? Really? uh three features in no it was just you know it was just and at that point like you know i just don't engage because like yeah I, you feel like either those people are trolling you or they're just so stupid that they can't even look at you know your your bio to see the links to your works so at that point i can't even engage with you because you're so ignorant that you're you're not even trying to like contribute anything worthwhile to this conversation so i just don't engage yeah but i see what you're saying like you you get those people who are like have they have they done the thing and you're like yeah i even had a student in my class very sweet person so i'm not gonna name and shame uh but like did the classic like i'm sitting up there in the middle of like or about to start class and it was like have you ever made a movie and i was like <laughs> Uh, yeah, because like they wouldn't let me be here otherwise. I mean, they might, I guess, I guess if I was like somebody's, you know, like a suck up or something, or I did something else achievable in academia, but like in general, like they usually, not only do I have to have like a master's degree where in my class we had to make movies, but since then I have also made movies. Right. Um, and also- I would have been like, yeah, you got a pen? um like you know what I mean I would have been like the miseducation of Bindu why don't you look that up you little turd <laughs> you fucking turd you fucking piece of shit oh don't um, do that you know I said I said I it said you know I I got to do this like cool thing I was like I think it's playing on direct tv on the fuse channel <laughs> and I looked at the clock right now <laughs> right yeah which uh by the way we're now on crave tv as well so Woo! I the new pro promo channel but we will get there we you're much there. nicer than i am k Tuxford. Yeah. i just would not have given like any little shit that like calls me out in like in front of the class i'm like you are you called down to thunder well now you got it yeah well i you know i almost think that there's something about new writers where they don't necessarily like, i didn't i didn't detect the like snobby like what have you done but more like uh maybe realizing maybe sometimes for the first time that their teachers are consummate professionals that uh are trying to are are not trying to are working in the industry yeah. so you know it was just what i think it was a more of a moment of like oh my teachers you know these people are people yeah um, <laughs> so i was like oh sweet summer child moment um instead <laughs> uh which is probably more productive um yeah so i was just gonna say like if you start talking at people at twitter um you know 
you might seem like a dumbass if you don't really spend a moment to think about who you're responding to. You know, if, if somebody has been working in the industry for, I don't know, five, 10 years saying, have you considered writing a query letter to, you know, <laughs> you know is the only person who sounds like a dumbass is yourself. you. Fucking... Yeah, you sound like a dumbass and you're oh, not really God. the conversation. I hate so, those fucking people. Man. So I, I know, I know the urge to be helpful is strong, but I, you know, I think part of what happens with Twitter drama is that everybody wants to add something, but if you don't have anything to add that's productive, uh, don't do it. Just hold back. It'll be fine. You'll be I'm going to be, I'm going to be the, 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 the Craig Mason of the group, and I'm going to tell them to shut the fuck up. If you don't have anything to say, worthwhile to say, if you can't even look into the fucking Twitter bio of the person you were talking about, shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. Yes. Anyway. Um, okay, I want to end on a positive. Note. Go ahead. Okay. So uh, I found out uh, I'm going into production for a Julia short film this weekend, but also this is a shout out to Sam Thompson, Woo! Uh, which is, was, I think it's Sam Wright's stuff, right? Sam Wright's movies, at Sam Wright's movies, uh, who is also going to into his short film about the same time with Blood Sugar. He crowdfunded for it. I think I, uh, I think I donated uh, because that's, I think that's why I'm getting my updates. Um, and yeah, he's going into uh, production this week. So I just wanted to say a uh, massive break a leg to you. We're in like twin productions right now. And um, I'm hoping all the best for blood sugar. So um, keep posting about it. Uh, let's, let's, uh, let's see uh, all the fun uh, production photos and, and process. Just, you know, it helps us all live vicariously when we're not on set. I'll be on set, but for everybody yeah. else. Sam, <laughs> like Guy Crawford, is another Uber, uh, Twitter mensch. Um, yes. he's super cool and he's, you know, he's also, uh, I remember he did a really, us a, a big favor last year. He was sort of at the center of the, uh, Austin film festival is a dumpster fire, uh, sort of Twitter scandal. And, yeah. um, and we, I am very appreciative for him being a part of that. Um, cause there, I love it when I see, uh, you know, screenwriting film festivals go up in flames. But anyway, let's move on <laughs> to our topic of the yeah. week. Yeah. Um, and this one I wanted to do because I, you know, I, I get I get this. Uh, I have this argument like usually every few months. Speaking of Twitter, I have this month. I mean, these these every few months I have this argument about working for free, and mm. I had it a lot when um, we did Barbara, where it was like you know. Like if everybody's working on their craft and nobody's making any money, no one's being exploited. Yeah. When we did Barbara, we did it for a thousand dollars. I didn't make no money off of that movie. None. I wasn't trying to make money off of that movie. More importantly, I was trying to give value back to my community. So I don't feel like I was exploiting anyone, not to mention the fact that I told with the actors what they were signing up for. I told them that they're they would get their credits on IMDb. I told them that they would get their footage. I told them that we would feed them. I told them that we would take care of their travel expenses. We did all of those things and everybody got what they wanted and the movie got delivered. So it was fine. But when, uh, you know, indie film is, is a little bit different. I feel like everybody um, should work uh, on folks' sets for free. Like, you know, because... 
um, especially when it comes to indie film, uh, favor budgeting is a thing. Uh, it is m kind of a thing. And I, I'm willing to come back and, and work for free. I'm willing to do that. I'm not one of those people. Like I remember I worked on a friend's movie uh, for nine weeks for like a hundred bucks. Like, I'll do it. Like, you know, the hundred bucks basically covered gas, like, and not yeah. even the thing, but, you know, it was just, I was not really interested in money when it comes to indie film, but when it comes to screenwriting, it's a little bit more tricky. And I, I, but at the same time, I still have that sort of indie film mindset. So I wanted to explore when, when is it okay to work for free? When is yeah. it okay, Kate Tuxford? Because the way I sort of come at it, especially from a writing standpoint, is exploitation is bad, but relationships are good. Um, <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> I, you know, there, you know, that's sort of, and you've got to sort of draw that line for yourself. Right. Um, yeah. I, I was trying to think of like, when, when do I say yes to work for free or when do I say no? And I think, yeah. you know, first of all, you and I sort of, you and I did, because you worked on um, a, a, uh, on a web series that almost came to pass uh, way back in the day, Monogamous. Oh, yeah, with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, And you were very lovely, Ketoxford, about doing like, you know, like screenwriting and stuff like that, like a sh few short scripts and stuff like that. And that's one of the reasons why I fucks with Ketoxford, because she never mentioned money. Like Ketoxford was just like... <laughs> I was like, I'm doing this like mini sort of writer's room. Like, do you care? Like, are you good with it? And you were like, yeah, sure. I like the concept. And like, you like sent um, like a script and then I like rewrote parts of it and then you rewrote parts of it and then I rewrote parts of it. And it just sort of was very natural and cool. And not once did you be like, all right, where's my money, Hagens? Like, where's my fucking money? And well, I, I mean, like, I've been waiting, Rob. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's in the, I'm it's about in the mail. To I swear send to God, you a it's sternly worded letter. Um, no, uh, first of all, uh, I would like to tell people out there who just got excited that it might be available for free. I am not. <laughs> You're not contacting. <laughs> uh, no. So my my view, and this is how you got the yes, uh, and most people would not get the yes. Is it's really what do you want to do with your time? Yeah. And and at that point in time. The project I wanted to be, uh, you know, the idea of a short project for me was exciting because it was something I could sit down and do in a couple of days um, and see how we collaborated. Uh, additionally, you know, it was something where, you know, I could contribute, but if, if you guys were going to like go film it, um, I'm not saying I couldn't, I, well, you're on a different coast than me, so it's not necessarily like I can be on set for everything. So it was kind of my way to contribute uh, to the project that I was already interested in the topic you know I was already interested in what Rob was trying to say so a lot of my decisions to do something pro bono has to be like do I care about the content and also like another big thing is do I have the time like I think if you came to me right now with the same project I'd be like oh, I'm so sorry but I You'd can't be like nah nah yeah. bro I'm so yeah. busy bro yeah, right. and then the thing is, is when you prioritize a free project or working, you know, that's that, you know, that's something where it's like, cool, I'm interested, I'm focused, like I often I'll, I'll read scripts for people for free. Uh, and I'm like, okay, but like, first, I take care of my clients and pay my bills and teach my students. And then 
if I have time later that night, I'll sit down and read your script. It's not a priority. And, right. and, and it can't be because, you know, I live in a capitalistic society where if I don't uh, pay my bills, I get to be homeless. Right. And, uh, um, <laughs> and, and be like Batman um, and be like, I can walk through bullets. Yeah. Uh, I don't care about anything now. Um, no, so so like that that is a balance, but I think a lot of it specifically for me has always been like, is that something I would want to work on irregardless of payment, which is not every project. And also like, do I have the time for it? And I think too often uh people will want to like I I've been burned by free projects before. I'm sure mm-hmm. you have too, Rob. Yeah. Well, yeah, I you know. I, I usually, for me, it's like, if I'm going to work with someone like, and I, this sort of goes into relationships, but it also goes into when it benefits you, you know, like I, if I feel like, you know, the first criteria of working for free has been met where I feel like this relationship is worth developing into something, yeah. then um, I might give, uh, you know, the person like one script for free-ish or for like, <laughs> sort of like, you know, you know, in that sort of way where it's like, I write this because you like the concept and we're working together very well. But at the end of this, I may just keep this for myself if I don't feel like this relationship is going in a place that I like. And well, I so mean, and that, that, that as it should be. Right. Because you did the work. Right. Because yeah. I did the work. So for me, it's like this is if this also if this is a script that is benefiting me, you know, that's that's leveling me up as a writer. Um, there was a script that I did called American Monster, which was basically a director asked me if I had any sort of female led action scripts that was a reaction to um, the fact that my other female sort of action script, Sovereign Citizens, was getting uh, was getting passed around. And, you know, female action scripts were like a thing. And so I was like, oh, okay, well, you know, I'll, I'll, I had this concept that, that I had sort of started on and it gave me a sort of an excuse to go back to it and finish the script. And I finished it. And I was one of my favorite scripts. And, you know, the, I gave it to that director and let them sort of go around with it and different things like that. And for me, it was, I did it because this, that sort of benefited me where I felt like afterwards, I really felt like I had leveled up uh, as a writer where before I had gotten sort of um, stuck writing that script, but I felt like finally getting to the end and figuring out where what the holes were and plugging it up and getting a, a usable a usable draft definitely leveled me up as a screenwriter and so I was happy to have done that work because it benefited yeah. me personally um, and afterwards like I like I it, you know it also stands as another sample of something in that thing so if someone goes oh I like sovereign citizens do you have anything else you know, and I was sort of like, there you go, there you are, um, sort of, absolutely, yeah, so if I get into that sort of situation, you know, there's, you know, there are those things, but I have been, you know, there, there was a, a, a thing where I, I did um, write a script for a director, a, like a, a name director, who I will not name here, and that I wrote that script and then 
for that director and then gave it to that director and then that person did not read the script <laughs> which happens and so now it's like I no longer I, I won't I'll, like when that person talks to me and, and like it's like you know you should be writing this kind of script I'm like okay and I just that goes in one ear and out the other because I know that that person is not a reader of scripts so I don't do it so yeah, yeah. like it's just you know you get that's it you get one and if you get burned you don't go yeah. back I had, I had I had I had a burn early on when I got out of school, which was like, oh, if you write this script, I'll put it on my friend the agent's desk. <laughs> <clears throat> and oh man, I wrote it. And then there was another one. And then uh, you know whose desk it never wound up on. Yeah. Yeah. And so you know, I have kind of a mantra, which is just like if somebody's dangling a carrot, and the carrot is usually something like. Oh, if you write it, we'll definitely make it. If you right. write it, it will definitely go to this actor or go to this agent or manager or this producer. Those sound really attractive, mm-hmm. but don't do free work because of those carrots. Yeah. Because um, the chances of that stuff falling through or that person being sincere, or they may have been sincere in the moment, but in my case, the whole reason why the agent didn't work out was because that person who was going to send it to the agent, lost his job, had to move across country and work at a production house in Georgia. I've also seen it where it's like, you know, you get like somebody promises they're going to send it to like an agent or something like that. And then it's just like, sometimes, you you know, you get that ironic thing, that catch 22 thing where like someone, they're like, oh yeah, the agent doesn't want to work with you because they don't know you. And you're like, this is where you get to do production. Yeah. like you're not a proven entity and you're like, okay, fuck you too. Um, so yeah, but you know, that sort of, I, I want to talk a little bit about sort of the, because it's not always a script, but sometimes people ask you to do like free stuff. If like you're coming up and you're, you know, they have things like open writing assignments yeah. um, that come up. If you do have an agent, or representation of some kind and they want to put you out there for open writing assignments and you're trying to get anything that you can and then you have to come up with a take for something and then it becomes not necessarily writing a script but writing a one page or treatment treatment or an outline or blah 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 yakety schmackety and then it's just like for me like you know, especially if you're busy, you're like, do I do this? You know, I'm trying to get, you know, anything that I can get my hands on. I'm trying to get paid. And for me, it's still got to come down to whether or not you're passionate enough about it. Because I do, while I don't believe what people say of like the good stuff will rise to the top, because I know a lot of good writers that aren't working, like, you know, you know, aren't getting paid, even though they're quite uh, talented as writers but I do believe that if you phone it in people can tell yeah you know if you're just phoning it in and it's not worth burning a bridge that way or you know sort of phoning it in just to sort of put something out like it's not worth it just don't do it yeah yeah and I think I think that's something I've learned as well because I I was up for assignment once and, you know, my manager at the time was like, go, go. It's, you know, they're looking at female-centric projects. And, you know, I spoke up about you. And we get there and they pitch us and they're like, 
the fashion industry. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> no. And like, I... I worked really hard because I was like, I don't really love fashion, but I actually do love like textiles. And I was one of those like old, like little, little kid, old ladies, like spinning yarn and knitting. So I was like, what if this person is obsessed with like textiles and sewing and like realizes that, you know, so I went from the textile perspective, you know, still to bring it in, but they were like, we just wanted someone, you know, wearing cool like shoes and stuff, Um, you know? And so I tried to find an in, but at the end of the day, like, if you're not the person for it, it's okay to just be like, ooh, ooh, no, you've called the wrong person. Right. Um, and it's okay because I, you know, my feel like I don't even know all the gourmet fashion lines. I could be like, oh, Chanel, Louis Vuitton, you know, I could say them. I don't have any feeling about them. Yeah. And, <laughs> you know, and I was just like, somebody else in town is going to be way more excited. Uh, but uh, yeah, so like, I, I wasn't going to get it because there was no way I wasn't as excited as they were about the same thing. Um, also, I'm going to warn you, like, I don't mind doing like a treatment or a one pager for folks who are like, you know, we need to test this out. But the other thing, you know, is, is be wary of shifting goalposts. Like I got put on one um, meeting with a person who you know, I was told all you have to do is write this treatment of, you know, what they want to do. And, you know, this channel is already like, you know, ready to greenlight the show. They just need a treatment and then you'll be in the writer's room. I was like, yes, of course, of course I will do this for free. No problem. You know, and it's again, that dangling carrot. Right. Uh, And then, you know, so when we sat down with her and talked to her about what the show is, we're like, okay, yeah, I think we get it. We had a couple meetings and, you know, we think we get it. And then, you know, then all of a sudden the show, and then we realized that she hadn't pitched it to the channel yet. You know, we realized that there was no agreement, you know, like my manager said, you know, somebody along the way kind of beefed up its importance. And then, you know, um, a couple of TV series came out while we're working that suddenly she was like, it needs to be more like this show, which was True Detective. And um, it wasn't a it wasn't a crime mystery show that we were doing. So it didn't work. Um, and so like in the end, we realized like it went from that moving goalpost of like, oh, just do a treatment of this premise this person already has to realizing the person we were working for didn't even really know what their show was or wasn't right. at this point. And so like, there was nothing I could turn in that was gonna work. And eventually we had to just stop. You know, we had to say like, listen, uh, you know, best of luck, we're not the right writers. And right. it was really hard. And she was really like, it was, people were angry at us. But at the same time, you know, like it was, it was sucking so much time and joy out. And it wasn't the thing I signed up for. And so I had to say, you know, thanks, but no thanks. Yeah, that's, you know, if you're just not the right person, or if you're not passionate enough, yeah. you know, if, it, if it's not, you know, something that's going to set you on fire, you know, um, don't do it. Just don't do it because, you know, and I think, you know, people may be mad at you, but I think other people, especially if they're legit or if they just understand, they're going to be much more like, you know, be like, thank you for not like wasting my time. You know, we can go on to somebody else or or whatever like that. Yeah, exactly. Um, And, you know, we kept it, we kept it totally professional. We're like, based on the things that you tell us you want now, you know, the project's different and and you need to find somebody excited about this take. Uh, and in the end, I heard through the rumor mill the project died. 
um, <laughs> because, you know, they, I, again, they just didn't necessarily know what their project was supposed to be. Yet. Maybe we'll come back and maybe we'll come back like stronger than ever. I, I wish no ill will, but like it was, it was to the point where I couldn't, you know, I couldn't make it happen. Right. And, and, and it was getting to the point where like, I was not writing my stuff um, or doing anything to help my career. And I think that's when you should not be writing for free. Um, that's when you need to say no. Because, right, because you're gonna yeah. do, as a screenwriter, you're gonna do so much work for free. Like most of your work is going to be for free. I, well, not ideally, but if you're, if you're doing, a, if you're writing a lot of personal projects, and you know, you and I are both like this because we never run out of ideas and we're constantly writing new things and like that sort of stuff. Um, and so you're gonna do you're gonna do a lot of free work or work that you don't know that is gonna get you anywhere. It might serve as a sample, it might not, it might just be a script that you go, okay, I learned something while writing that, but I'll probably never do anything with it. Like it's nice to have and sort of like your army of, uh, of of material but you it may not ever go anywhere but I learned something right. I got something out of it but still you did a lot of work and you're not going to see any money from it and so you know once you and sort of once you get to to that space where you are sort of working um even if you're not getting paid even because there is that I think there is that sort of screenwriting level and I think you and I are both there where you are working in a professional capacity, even though you're not getting necessarily paid for your work, you are at that sort of like, I am a screenwriter who is like, like a working screenwriter. I just lack the paycheck of a working screenwriter. And then you sort of level up beyond that. Cause I don't, I, it's very rare. Like you do get those people who just like, oh, the, their first screenplay out of the gate, like they got made and it's, got it's a movie now with over at Sony and like that sort of thing you sure know, I mean that's great and always good for them you know yeah like there's never you mad know, about it yeah those people but I think the rest of us there's sort of that thing where it's just like all right where you're you know you're either coming at it from that sort of you were an assistant and you're doing that assistant thing and you're still working and you're doing a lot of work doing and that sort of thing and you're sort of operating at that that level and then you come up and then eventually you get to maybe you get like a freelance uh, script or you they allow you to to do something like, you know, that sort of thing. Or you come up from sort of uh, that indie thing where you've done it and you've been optioned a bunch of times and, you know, but those options are never really worth a lot of money. And so you're yeah, doing same as a shopping agreement is basically right. like having a free option. Right. Um, and they're, yeah. I, yeah. I, I'm anti-shopping agreement at this point. Which, I'm uh, very much anti-shopping agreement Twitter, too. fight me. Do it. Uh, I've had projects that have been put on hold for years while people had their thumbs up their butts. And, we'll have to um, do like a whole episode yeah. on like things to watch out for in and, screenwriting contracts. Like Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I'm sure there's some great contracts out there. But to, like if somebody came to me tomorrow and said, would you sign this shopping agreement? I'd probably be like, you're gonna have to convince me you're actually gonna do some work because I already right. do work. Yeah. <laughs> but like, you know, there's you know, there's all of those things that you're gonna do out there and you're gonna, you know, you're gonna be working generally for free. So yeah. if you're just not passionate enough or you don't have the time for it, it doesn't benefit you, um, or the relationship is not worth uh developing, don't do it. Yeah. Um, you know, as always, 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 it's a personal choice, it's never in black and white. So uh, also I'm gonna throw this out there. Um you don't owe anybody ever free work. 
Right. Um, except for maybe yourself, if you're working on something for yourself. Um, I will say the people that there are people out there who've tried to get more free work out of me. Um, I am less inclined to do it if I know the if I don't know the person very well or we you know don't have rapport. Like if I've worked on set with like Rob and I have worked and read so many projects and stuff. If he called me tomorrow and said I have something, um, I would take that call because we already have a relationship. Hitting up random people you don't know for free work, um, it's not going to work out so great for you. Um, <laughs> Just because, just because you don't have that relationship. I get emails all the time in my inbox that's like, I need you to be my writing partner and then we'll pitch this to Netflix. And I'm like, no, no, bro. Like, like, I don't, I don't know why you felt that this was going to work, but we are clearly not compatible as writing partners um, because, you know, you sound like a dumb dumb. Um, I'm sorry. I'm a, I'm a little like mean in, in production mode today. I've said dumb dumb like twice, I think. Forgive me, Rob. Forgive me, Twitter. No, people aren't like that are dum-dums because, you know, like, you know, even and you and I have been friends for six years. And even when oh I God. came to you at like, yeah, I know, I know. Oh, and wow. even when I came to you about this podcast, I was like, what do you think? Are you sure? Because it's, a, you know, you know, because, you know, even as yeah. a friend. I'm like wary of like, you know, your time because I know that you're a busy person. You know, you're out there doing the damn thing and or the damn things. And, you know, your time is valuable and you like, you know, even doing something like, you know, a weekly podcast for like an, an hour, hour and a half a week, it can be like, you know, it's like one of those things where, you know, like it, it, it can, it can be draining. It can be a yeah. thing. And so people, you have to be, respect people's time and you have to respect where you're coming from and where they're coming from. And those folks who email you and they're just like, I need to, I need you to help me write this thing that will go and it'll be a success. And you're just like, okay, bro. Like, all right. Yeah. And I, you know, I think it's, it's sweet. And there's like, but there's some indicators right now, oftentimes with that, that disrespect for time, the idea that their idea is just going to go instantly. Uh, you know, I knew a person who's, not part of the industry directly but it was just like i bitched my ideas at this place and they were really excited so i imagine we're going to be slated for like next year type of deal and this is going to happen yeah, i think they use the term it's 100 percent gonna go and i was like well, nothing <laughs> and i was like mm, 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 mm. we don't deal in those absolutes in this industry yeah nothing is only a sit deals in absolutes you know yeah um, I say, ask ask the film that will smith was going to be in next <laughs> how they thought it was going to be and then all of a sudden yeah apple has a full-ass film that they did with him they have a full-ass film like it's done it's in the can you yeah. wonder when that film's gonna see it not gonna be anytime soon a year and fucking see it and what how about rust sure thing you know, is whoever whoever wrote rust is like well i didn't shoot anybody right um yeah uh but that movie's never gonna you know probably never probably gonna never be see the light of day no yeah, exactly. I, I don't think anybody wants to see it. I think no. it's like, yeah, it's just like, mm, mm. even if it's even if it's a good story, it's it's not a, it's it's not gonna it's not gonna fly because so, everyone's gonna feel like they're enabling her her being shot. Yeah. Yeah. So bottom line, folks, your mileage may vary. Yes. Uh, you know, soul search. Figure out if you want to do it, but don't do it if you're not gonna be passionate about it or if it's gonna fuck up your projects and your time so let's move on to what are we watching consuming writing k talks first we'll start with you oh because i had 
the least amount. Uh, as, I don't know. As, so I'm in, I've Start been, so I'm doing a short film production, if I've said it like 10 times or so already. Are you? Uh, and yeah, yes, I'm producing <laughs> it. I'm also the AD on set. Um, luckily, we have an actual producer on set as well, so I'm not juggling those hats. But um, because it's indie, uh, I also am helping with set dressing, prop department, and wardrobe this week. So I've been to every prop house in town um, and negotiated all of that. Um, and of course, there's a million props. Um, Julia, my writing partner and producing partner, um, every time there's a new scene, there's a new prop. And I was like, stop it. Stop it. I want one mumblecore scene where people just talk about feelings. But no, it's yes. in their props. Um, so I'm, I've been in like just fetch prop mode all week, and um, which I'm happy about. And um, so only thing I really watched was Picard. Uh, I'm just staying up to date with that uh, because my my one of my people, Celia, she's a huge Trekkie. I grew up on Next Generation, so Picard is like a, a good middle ground where our relationship... That's is. where your Venn diagrams overlap. Yeah, especially because the whole cast of the Next Generation is going to appear on Picard. Woo! Woo! So I'm very And Guinan is in this season, so is Q, so I'm, I'm just waiting until it's over so I can binge it. Okay, um, yeah. And then we can talk about it, but okay, you know, I won't like, talk about it yet. Yeah, but I'm just I'm just waiting till it's all over so I can binge it. But yeah, uh, I'm also I, I don't know. I looked at the trailer for Star Trek New uh, Strange New Worlds, and I, I was like, man, I don't never thought that I'd be interested in a show about Captain Pike, but man, that show makes a, a strong case. Yeah. Um, it just it just looks it just looks good. Um, yeah. Well, this is one of those weeks where it took me a week to watch a movie because I've been super exhausted. My job is doing one of those. We work uh, five days out of four um, and doing one of those mandatory overtime weeks. And so after our last podcast where we started talking about Tony Gilroy, I went down a Tony Gilroy binge of like reading Tony Gilroy scripts and then watching Tony Gilroy movies. I started with the born identity and so yeah um this it's interesting because the scripts that you find online are so different from the movie and it's sort of interesting yeah. to see where like the movie diverges um yes. from the the screenplay because it really gives you an idea of how like action move out action screenplays are written um you know and how they change based on <clears throat> locations and things like that and availability Absolutely. and so if you're if you're in that sort of genre and you want to know what it's like or you want to see sort of like where the idea of a script can diverge and where the movie uh between what it is and what the movie is uh track down the script for the born identity and watch the movie afterwards and see how different they are it's kind of amazing yeah um yeah the basic movie is still there, but it's it's definitely very very different. And that Tony Gilroy said, I think, is always I think a good Gilroy idea. still gives the like inspiration for all that momentum and movement. And, yeah, 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 yeah. And I, I still it's not the actual movement. Yeah. And as much as uh, you know, it it, it has been ballyhooed. Uh, the Born Identity does, still does not get enough. Yeah, ballyhooed. Yeah. Ballyhooed. Yeah. Um, the Born Identity still does not get enough credit. Like if you look at what. Jason Bourne's character like I remember watching the last Bond movie and it it just bothered me because like he doesn't do spy things like I hate it when spies don't aren't spies like let's just take 
a cell phone from a foreign agent. I'm going to just take a cell phone from a foreign agent. That's not, yeah, that's a nope. Like Jason Bourne is so like paranoid. He has a line in the movie where he's like, I don't even know who I'm hiding from. And I'm like, oh my God, like he gets it. He's so paranoid. I love how paranoid this man is. Like the, you know, it's not a treatise on how to be a spy. And obviously it's, you know, for cinema, cinema, but like at the same time, I feel the paranoia of Jason Bourne through that whole movie. Like that script and that, they, they just get it. They're just like, no, like there's that moment where like they get out of the, uh, they see the, the what Jason senses, the cops at the hotel. And he's just like, nope, gets out of the cab. Like the, the house is blown. It's blown. Let's move. Anything that was there, we left. We don't, <laughs> it's yeah. done. We're just moving. And like, it's like that kind of stuff is great. Cause it's just like, if you're paranoid, like that's how it is. Nope. This is a trap now. Can't go back there. Um, and so I really enjoy uh, those things. I feel like that movie just does not get enough credit. And I don't feel like the, 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 the right lessons were learned from that script. Yeah. Um, and that movie, I feel like the action, people were like, oh, the action and oh, the sort of realism, quote unquote. But I'm like, y'all are not really um, taking away the proper thing of, of what's in the thing. Um, but I really enjoyed it because uh, I was still working on the Danica Project and the Danica Project, I think it's like a really strange mis- mixture of like the Born Identity and Breaking Bad and mm-hmm. Jessica Jones. Okay, so all of um, that is kind of giving you a little bit of, of love there. Yeah, so, um, yeah, so I was, you know, it's very, uh, it was very cool, but I will literally be starting a new script today as you were heading to Las Vegas because, Congratulations. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I, I, we were doing try and then, so, I don't know, I didn't, I don't know if this is, that happens to anybody else, but then you start doing these projects where you, Usually, like, this is going to be a really easy project. This is going to be a project that you can... <laughs> Everyone starts up. Right. Like, and you start... Be really simple and fast. Right. It's going to be really simple. And then you start doing the budget, and then the budget starts blowing up, and then it becomes, like, unwieldy, and you're just like, I don't have the money for this, nor do I have the energy to crowdfund it. I just don't want to do it. So then you start finding yourself in this sort of, like, yeah. malaise where you're just like, we were so excited about this project. And so yesterday I just sat down and reverse engineered a project that I can make out of pocket. Okay. And so it was just like, all right, I want to do this and I want to do this and I have this. And I very much did it in that sort of Rodriguez rebel without a crew sort of way. Like, you know, I've got a turtle. So the turtles in this movie, like that kind of shit. So for me, it was but like- But we need to know, do you have a turtle? Because I do not have a turtle. You've um, piqued my interest and already I'm- I do have a dog, but dog might be in the movie. The dog's always good. Yeah. yeah. Although so, like turtles are much easier to manipulate in a yeah. movie. They you can't, just put the turtle- You just put them on their marker and they might be good. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, where, where a dog would be like, I'm sure your dog is a very good dog. But no, she's great. But, you but, know, she's, she just does what she wants. Um, yeah, but, yeah, exactly. so Rodriguez actually talks about that in the book about how the turtle kept hitting its marks, um, which is really, really funny. But, um, 
you know, like I understand yeah. pig, the pig and pig was not very good about hitting its marks. Probably not. No. So, you know, just just keep it in mind, guys, when you cast your animals, keep it simple. Keep it okay. simple. Um, so, yeah. So, yeah. So I'm it. I'm going to start this new script today. I have certified it as a bucket script. It is a bucket project. And Congratulations. so, yeah, fuck it. So I'm going to okay. start working on it because fuck it. We're gonna make good a job. Video. Good, good, Rob. I'm gonna, I, we should check in next week and see how it's going. Yeah, <laughs> how it started, how it's going. All right. Um, our this week's resource is how to say no to free work, which is a fun little video I found on YouTube from the channel Script Fella, which goes very in depth in a very small amount of time about the situations and where you uh, about where you will be asked to do work for free as a screenwriter and why. It's about nine minutes long. And the guy who is the script fella has done some, he's got some, some director video credits and some cool stuff. So it's a fun little video. It's out there and it is, will be linked in the show notes. And that is our show, K Tuxford. Yeah, we did it. Good job, yep. Rob. Uh, you know, pat on the back to you because, uh, I started this podcast at the beginning. I was like, I'm grumpy, deal with me. And he has had nothing but grace and aplomb the whole time. Woo! Yeah. Screenwriting from the Trenches can currently be found on Anchor, Apple, Google, and Spotify podcasts, as well as kevinomartin.com. And since we are a new podcast, we'd appreciate it if you dropped us a like or rated us five stars on whatever platform that you patronize because... Algorithms. For questions for us that we can and will answer on the show, please email me at rob at bespectablemofo.com. You can also find us on Twitter. I am at bespectablemofo. And I am at k, at k underscore tux. And these things, as well as my YouTube channel, where I have a digital series, How to Make a Movie for $1,000, will all be linked in the show notes. Thanks so much for listening. We hope that you will continue to do so. Now, stop procrastinating. Those pages aren't going to write themselves. All righty. Kay Tuxford, I wish you luck this weekend. Thank you. Thank you.